Today's daf is Lamitet in Eruvin. We are at the Mishnah, which is kind of in the middle of the page, pretty much. And uh, it says, Rabbi Yehuda, this is actually very, very timely. So not always do you, once in a while, do you come up on something that's in the daf Yomi that's uh, perfectly timed in terms of what's going on. And uh, here's an example of that, because you have, we're talking about Rosh Hashanah, and whether Rosh Hashanah is considered to be Shtei Kedushot, like we said yesterday, we talked about the idea of Shabbat and Yom Tov coming uh, one after the other, Friday Yom Tov into a Shabbat, or Shabbat into a Sunday Yom Tov. And now we're talking about Rosh Hashanah itself, which was observed as two days even in Eretz Israel. So it was, uh, they had the issue even there, um, and how that came to be. We'll, we'll talk about how that came to be in a second. But first, Rabbi Yudaomer, Rosh Hashanah, Shaya Yireh, Shema Titaber. If it was a Rosh Hashanah that you were concerned, it might become a leap year. Now the idea is like this, that Rosh Hashanah is a unique holiday among Chagim because the Chag is itself Rosh Chodesh. So in all other Rosh Chodeshi, all other Chagim, Shavuot, you don't, need, uh, you don't need it because you're counting the Omer. And then the other Chagim are the 15th of the month. So by the time, certainly in Eretz Israel, by the time uh, Rosh Chodesh was clarified already and the, and. There were only two possible days that Rosh Chodesh can be on in any given month, which is either the 30th day from the previous Rosh Chodesh or the 31st day. Meaning either a month is 30 days or a month is 29 days in the Jewish calendar. So therefore either 30th day will be Rosh Chodesh or 31st day. So if you don't know that, so you have to accommodate both. And in those days, if you lived far away, you would have to accommodate both. That's how we came to have two days of Chag. But in, even, but in Eretz Yisrael, they would know in the first week you know, what, what the Rosh Chodesh turned out to be, so they wouldn't have to do two days. The only problem was a problem of Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah itself is Rosh Chodesh. So when you come to the 30th day of Elul, could be that it's already Rosh Hashanah, and you don't know because they would base themselves on Edim who would have to come and testify uh, to the, seeing the new moon. So if they didn't see that, so the, those Edim would come during the day, obviously, because they would see the new moon the night before. And so what are you going to do when it comes to, so they would always observe the 30th day of Elul as Rosh Hashanah. Now, they would, if Edim came and confirmed that the 30th day was actually Rosh Hashanah, so then, perfect, that means that we don't have to keep tomorrow, because the 30th day was Rosh Hashanah, so tomorrow is not necessary. How, nobody else would know that except the people in Yerushalayim. Now, if you, uh, on the other hand, if no Edim came, so by default, automatically, if there are no Edim to confirm that the 30th day is Rosh Chodesh, so then it goes to be the 31st day, and then you would have Shnei Yamim Tovim Shal Rosh Hashanah, you have the double header. And there's a story in the Gemara that's a very famous story about how one year the Edim came late and they came after the Korban of the afternoon was already brought and the Levi'im had already said uh, the song, sung the song and so they, you know, and, and therefore they and came and confirmed that it was Rosh Hashanah and they thought that it wasn't because no Edim had come and all that because it was late. And so after that they said, you know what, from now on, we're going to make it that Edim can only come up to Mincha time. Starting from Mincha time, if there are no Edim, even if they come and confirm that today is Rosh Hashanah, we're just going to say there's two days. We're not going to accept Edim so late because once we already did the service of the afternoon, we're not going to change now and revise our situation. So what ended up happening was it was a two-day Yom Tov 
every year, pretty much. It became a two-day Yom Tov even in, in Eretz Israel. Now, there were some dissenting opinions that said, no, even in Eretz Israel, if the Edim came early, they kept only one day, you know. But, the, but it seems like in Eretz Israel, they had two days all the time. Today, certainly, they do. The truth of the matter is that the only case where you have a Rosh Chodesh that a two-day Rosh Chodesh, I'm putting in quotes because I'm counting Rosh Hashanah as a Rosh Chodesh, where the first day is the actual calendar day is Rosh Hashanah. The first day is the actual day according to the calendar. Elul is always a 29-day uh, uh, a month. And so therefore you always have Rosh Chodesh, uh, the, you know, you always have Rosh Hashanah falling out on the, uh, of the first day. However, um, the, on every other Rosh Chodesh, the first day is actually not the real day. So when you have, we always observe the 30th day of a Hebrew month as Rosh Chodesh. Always, always, always the 30th day is Rosh Chodesh. The only question is whether there's an extra day or not. If there's an extra day, that actually means the first day wasn't the real day. So it's not like Yom Tov, where the first day is the real day, quote unquote, and the second day is the extra day. On Rosh Chodesh, normally, the first day is, the 30th is always observed. And then if we need to add, because actually technically it was a day early, so then we add, um, we add the second day. Um, that's why this, that you always will cal- count the calendar from the second day of Rosh Chodesh. If you have a two-day Rosh Chodesh, let's say, uh, um, uh, you know, when, uh, in any given month, you will always have the, um, you always say, if it's the 30th day, let's say you're writing a Ketubah, and it's the first day of Rosh Chodesh, you will say on the 30th day of the previous month, which is Rosh Chodesh of the new month. Because technically, it's really the 30th of the previous month. It's not really Rosh Chodesh. We're just, it's observed this Rosh Chodesh. It's an interesting phenomenon. Anyway, but that's the background. But now Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rosh Hashanah, Shayyir, So a person is concerned that there's going to be two days of Rosh Hashanah. The reason why I mentioned that is that you see, they didn't always have Rosh Hashanah in two days. Tit Aber means it becomes pregnant, which literally means, you, you know, that's what it literally means. But the idea is that it's going to add a day. It's going to be two days. So he says, You can make two Eruvin. These are all the different possibilities. You can say the first day I have an Eruv Tchumin to the east, second day to the west, or vice versa. Or you could say Eruv Barishon, Basheni, Kibneri. Or you could say my Eruv is only for the first day. The second day I want to be like the people of my city, and I don't want to have an Eruv because the Eruv also restricts me on the other direction. Eruv Basheni, Barishon, Kibneri. Or he says, I want to have my Eruv only apply to the second day of Yom Tov. The first day I want to be like everybody else and be able to go in either direction, not be restricted. The rabbis not agree. They said, no, it's Kedusha Achat. Like we saw before. It's only one Kedushah Rosh Hashanah. You can't say, oh, uh, one day I have an Eruv this way and the other day that way. No, it's all one. This is a little bit more accepted because this is not Rosh Hashanah. This is the regular Yom Tov. So as a person can take Kalkala. Kalkala is a basket of fruits and say, I'm making a condition. Now what the, what's the condition he's referring to? What he means is the person has two baskets of fruits or whatever. And he says, if today is Yom Tov, and tomorrow is really chol, so I'm not doing anything right now. But if today is really not Yom Tov, because we're talking about when you have a two-day Yom Tov and you don't know which is the right one, if today is not Yom Tov, then I'm declaring this basket, Truma, on this basket. Because he had to remove the Truma and he forgot before Yom Tov, let's say. Right? And then on the second day, he can do the same thing. Say, if yesterday was Yom Tov and today is chol, then I say that this is Truma. And if yesterday was chol, and today is Yom Tov, and I'm not saying anything because it was done yesterday already. Right? In other words, yesterday he made the same condition. He said, if today is, is Yom Tov, I don't do anything. If today is Chol, I make, I'm separating Truma. 
And the next day, he does the same thing. If yesterday was Yom Tov, then today is Chol, and I'm separating the Truma. If yesterday was Chol, that means today is Yom Tov. So I'm not doing anything. Either way, either way, what comes out is the Truma was separated, now we can eat the fruits. Right? That's what Rabbi Yehuda says. And, Similarly, if an egg, is, uh, if an egg was uh, laid on that day, it could be eaten on the second day, right? So this is going according to the idea that any time an egg is laid on, we're going to see in Masechet Beitzah there are different views, but if an egg is born on, uh, is laid on Yom Tov, you can't eat it for that day, you have to wait till the next day. Second day you could say, well, if yesterday was really Yom Tov, then today's weekday, there's no restriction on eating this egg, and if yesterday was uh, was Chol, and today's Yom Tov, then it was born on Chol, so no problem, right? Either way it's good. Rabbi Yudah but the Chachamim didn't agree with that either, they said no, even with the two days of Yom Tov, Kedusha achat. It's one kedusha. You can't say yesterday, today. It's all one. Rabbi Yudosa ben Harkinas Omer. He had a very interesting concept of the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah because since Rosh Hashanah is also Rosh Chodesh, he said, The person means the chazan. The chazan who leads the prayers on Yom Tov Rosh Hashanah. Right? You should say. Hashem strengthen us on this Rosh Chodesh. Whether it's today or tomorrow. Funny prayer. You're going to say, well, please strengthen us on Rosh Chodesh if it is today, but maybe it's tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's, you're, going to, you're going to put in the prayer, maybe, maybe not, I'm not sure. And then in the next day you'll say, please give us strength on this Rosh Chodesh. Maybe today or maybe it was yesterday because maybe uh, we don't know which day was the right day. Right? But the rabbis didn't like that. But you see, what's the concept I think the concept is actually a really nice concept in a way. He's saying you have to have truth in prayer. You know, when you speak to Hashem, it has to be with emet. So we don't know. So how can I say, maybe it's not Rosh Chodesh. So he said, if it is today, then, uh, you know, and maybe it isn't, right? So in other words, the person's honest always before Hashem. He doesn't say something that he can't back it up, you know. <clears throat> Rosh Chodesh. I, I can't really, I can't back that up. So I'm not going to say, I'm going to say maybe. Very interesting. The day that they say Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh. What? If they say it's two days Rosh Chodesh, they're both on Rosh Chodesh. Or both on Rosh Chodesh. The Chachamim has the power to declare a day Rosh Chodesh or not Rosh Chodesh. Yeah, but... So they, if they say both are... Well, then maybe that's the idea that the Chachamim are saying. But everyone else is saying it's a safek. So, 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 Today, yes. Today, everything is fixed by a calendar. Today, every month we know that the first day is really not Rosh Chodesh and the second day is, and the first day of Rosh Hashanah really isn't, the second day isn't. They didn't have that. Okay, so now the Gemara says, Man lohodulo. Who is the rabbi who didn't agree? Well, who are the lohodulo chachamim that it's talking about uh, when it mentions, um, when it mentions uh, uh, the um, uh, Rabbi Yehuda's position about making conditions on Yom Tov Rishon, Yom Tov Shani. Who is the Loch Hodu Loch Chachamim? Amarav, Rabbi Yossi, it's Rabbi Yossi. The time we learned in the Bible, Modim Chachamim, Rabbi Eliezer. Berosh Hashanah, Shaya Yerei, Shema Titaber. That the rabbis agreed to Rabbi Eliezer, okay, that even though they, like we saw in the previous daf, they disagreed with Rabbi Eliezer regarding Yom Tov and, and Shabbat next to each other, right? That here they agree that it's two kedushot. In other words, when it was Rosh Hashanah and Yom Tov, when it was uh, when it was Yom Tov and Shabbat, they disagreed with Rabbi Eliezer because Rabbi Eliezer said it's two kedushot and you can make conditions one on the other. 
And the Chachamim said, no, it's one Kiddushah, because both are Deoraita, maybe, because both are really biblical Kiddushot. You have Yom Tov and you have Shabbat. So they fused together into one Kiddushah, so they didn't agree with Rabbi Eliezer. However, over here, um, it says, oh, however, over here, uh, and when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, a person then can make conditions and say the first day I want to be to the west and the second day to the east the first day to the east and the second day to the west the first day I want to be have an Eruv and the second day I want to be like my city and not have an Eruv and vice versa he can do all of that on Rosh Hashanah or on the two days of Yom Tov it's saying when it's Yom Tov and Shabbat next to each other there you had a machloket Rabbi Eliezer said the same thing. They're two different Kiddushot. And the rabbi said, no, it's not. It's all one because they're both biblical. But here where one is biblical and one is not. So seemingly it's a different story. Or one is definite and one is a safek, however you want to put it. So then you will therefore uh, have a more leniency, right? But So Rabbi Yossi Oseu. But Rabbi Yossi says, no, even on Rosh Hashanah I say no. It's not. Meaning it is not considered to be two Kiddushot. It is one Kiddushah. And therefore, you can't make a condition from one day to the other and say, if today is the Rosh Hashanah, then tomorrow. No, they're both Rosh Hashanah. They're both officially Rosh Hashanah. That's it. There's no, there's no making playing games. Don't you agree with me, said Rabbi Yossi, that if a deem come late on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, like we said before, if they come in the afternoon, that they make both days holy. Even back in the times of the Beit HaMikdash, they would make both days holy. What does that show you, says Rabbi Yossi, that we really, whenever we have two days, it's not considered out of safek because they knew the Edim were there. It wasn't a safek. They made it official that we have two days of Rosh Hashanah. That is the official position of the, the Chachamim declared it two days of Rosh Hashanah. They didn't say, oh, well, we're not sure. First day, second day. No, even when they knew the Edim came and they're like, we're telling you today is Rosh Hashanah. No, nope, we're not accepting it. It's two days. So that shows you that they're declaring it as two days, right? They're not, they're, they're, so, so he's, meaning that, they're, and therefore they're one Kiddushah spread out over two days. No, over there, it's because people will not take it seriously. Meaning that if it would happen, right, that Edim came, she says, Really, the rabbis are saying in that case that we, because the rabbis, the Bet Din reserves the right to declare Rosh Chodesh. And since they said that if Edim come in the afternoon, the Bet Din is not going to accept them, automatically the Bet Din is actually declaring the next day Rosh Chodesh. By default, they're, 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 they're declaring the next day Rosh Chodesh. And that means that really that first day is not Rosh Chodesh. So even though you might say, what do you mean it's not Rosh Chodesh? The Edim saw the moon. It doesn't matter. Take a look at the calendar now that we have. You can have a one, two, three day discrepancy between the actual mulad that the moon appears and the uh, Rosh Chodesh because it's all based on calculations. It's not based on... The, the, the Bet Din had the free right to accept and not accept all kind of testimony for their own uh, ideas. Yeah, it's, it's in the hands of the Bet Din. So since they said we're not accepting the Edim, really they should have said today is now Chol then. They really should have said, so since we're declaring tomorrow, because we're not accepting the witnesses, that means officially it's cholna. But they didn't. They said, no, let's keep it. Why? Because everyone kept Yom Tov up till that point, because they weren't sure that maybe the Edim are going to come and say today is Rosh Hashanah. So if in the middle of the day, like in the afternoon, the Edim come and they don't accept them, and they say, well, since we're now pushing it to tomorrow, and we're having a two-day, that means today is not the real day, then people will start doing melacha on that day, and the next year they'll say, ah, there's no point in keeping the first day, because they're not. and then what will happen is that the first day sometimes really is the day. 
So it's out of suffix. So the rabbis are saying even there, it's out of a practical consideration. It's not because the rabbis declared that these two days are one long Kedushah. It's because of a practical concern. Really, the second day would be the real day in that case because the Bedin is deferring their declaration to the next day, but they didn't want to uproot the people, the fact that the people were already observing the first day. Okay? That's, that's, so, so there, whereas Rabbi Yossi's interpretation of it is that no, that the Chachamim basically said that this is going to be one extended Kedusha. That's what, that's what they're saying. Now, in which case you can't break it up and say, oh, a conditions. It came back on. It, it shut down and it came back on. Oh, we probably lost the signal or something. The Odam Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said three cases over there. He said the case of Erov, he said the case of Betzah, and he said the case of Truma. Why do you need all of this? Because, because the things like this, because because if you only had the case of the of the Eruv on Rosh Hashanah, right? It shouldn't say Rosh Hashanah, it should say Resha. If you had only the first case, that's because you don't do anything on Yom Tov itself because you put two to Eruv Etchumin, one to the west and one to the east, and you made a condition and said, eh, the first day I want this one and the second day I want that one. That's okay, right? You might say, well, that's because the whole process took place before the holiday. But in the second case where the guy actually takes the baskets of fruits on the first day of Yom Tov and says, if today is Yom Tov, then I'm not doing anything. But if today is Chol, I'm making this Truma. And the second day he says, if today is really the Yom Tov, then I'm not doing anything and it was done yesterday. Right? And if today is Chol, I'm making this Truma. He can, that looks like he's actually separating Truma on Yom Tov. So maybe there would be reason to be more stringent. So therefore it has to mention that he does, that he, even in that case, Rabbi Yehuda is lenient. And maybe the reason why you might allow a person to make two eruvei tchumin, and why you might allow a person even to separate trumas, because there's no specific gzerah violation of Shabbat or Yom Tov that could come from that. But when it comes to you might have thought that when it comes to an egg that is laid on Yom Tov, which is a different phenomenon because as we're going to see in Masechet Beitzah, there are different opinions as to why they made the Gzirav not eating an egg that is laid on Yom Tov. Either because it's similar to a fruit that falls from a tree on Shabbat that you're not supposed to take because it was attached to the tree before and maybe you'll come to take more. Or because of Mashkin Shezavu, like we learned about in Masechet Shabbat, that if juice drips out, oozes out of a fruit, you're not allowed to drink it on Shabbat because maybe you'll squeeze more. Whatever the case may be, this is the, this is the, these Gzerot apply to a Betzah. So maybe you'll say that when it comes to a Betzah, it's more strict because it's something that is to protect people from violating the Yom Tov or the Shabbat in a Deoraita, so it's more strict. Therefore, Utsricha, that's why you need all three cases. The Rabbi Yudai is so um, committed to this idea that only one of the days is really Yom Tov and therefore you're allowed to play that. You know, if something happened on the first day, you could say by the second day, well, if yesterday was uh, Yom Tov, today is Chol anyway. And if yesterday was Chol, today is Yom Tov and it was done on Chol. You can do that with multiple things even when you're taking an action, even when you're going to take an egg that uh, might look like uh, a bad thing to do, unadvisable. You know, it's not an advisable thing because uh, it could lead to other Malachot. He's not worried about that. Now, what is the case where Rabbi Yehuda said you can make a condition on a basket of fruits on the first day of Yom Tov and eat it on the second day? The person has two baskets of tevil, meaning untied produce. He didn't separate Chumai, he didn't separate Maaseh. He says like this, if today is really Chol, it's the first day of Yom Tov. He says, if today, we don't have this problem this year because every first day of Yom Tov is a Shabbat. Right. So we don't, you know, but if the if the um, if the first day of Yom Tov is really chol, 
and tomorrow is Yom Tov, so Tezo Trumal Zod, and I'm declaring this is Truma. Now we can't do anything that moment because maybe that day really is Yom Tov, and therefore his declaration is not valid yet. However, and if today is actually Yom Tov, I'm not saying anything. Okay? And he says, this will be the Truma, and he leaves it there. In other words, he doesn't do any, he just says a conditional declaration. And the next day he says, The next day he says, If today is Chol, meaning the second day of Yom Tov, if today is really not Yom Tov, then I'm declaring the Truma, and if not, then I'm not saying anything. And then he declares which one is the Truma, and he eats the other one. So the second day, he's able to benefit from it because either way, one of the days he separated the Truma. He doesn't know which day he separated it. He doesn't know if he actually separated it on the first day because that was Chol and today is Kodesh and therefore he's allowed to eat it on Yom Tov. Or he doesn't know if yesterday was Yom Tov and he just separated it now. It doesn't matter. One way or another, by the second day it was separated. Well, so he's good. No, no, he's do- separating Truma. We're just talking about Truma right now. No, no, just talking about Truma. You can't do a Tchum on Shabbat or Yom Tov. Yeah. No, we're talking about we're talking about um, on uh, the Chuma. Rabbi Yossi will say Rabbi Yossi says you can't do any of this. Not only on Rosh Hashanah did Rabbi Yossi say you can't do that. He said you can't do that on a regular Yom Tov either. Meaning on a regular two day Yom Tov you can't do it either. Not just on Rosh Hashanah. That's the whole discussion. In other words, you're just describing what they're arguing about. You're taking a conclusion of one of the sides and saying, why don't they all agree on it? But they don't. That's the whole question. Did, is this something that the rabbis instituted misafek, or is this something that they declared as an, one entity? That's the whole question. Right, but the question is, the Chachamim could tell you, do this from safek, or they could tell you, do this because we're declaring it Kodesh. How do you know which one it is? It could be one or the other. So if they said do it because safek so therefore we tell you to do this, or they told you no, we're declaring this one entity of Yom Tov is two days. That's the whole question, right? So since we don't know that answer, so if you assume, and in fact there's one opinion in Masechet Beitzat says you have to make kavdalah between the two days of Yom Tov, you know, because it's one is the right, the one is the Ravanan or whatever. The Rambam, like I mentioned the other day, has an opinion that the. Uh, that nowadays it's more strict because we know that it's not really the second day is not really Yom Tov so therefore we, we view it as Takanat Chachamim you know or Minhag, minhag Yisrael to do. we don't view it as a uh, as a Safek anymore but that's like what you're saying but they were arguing about that Rabbi Yossi is obviously agreeing with you Rabbi Yossi is saying what you're saying he's saying that the Chachamim declared two days that's it there's no uh, difference first day second day they both have the same status Okay? Now, you could say one is Deo Raita, one is Rabbanan, maybe, but they both have the same, they're both equally not a Safek. How about Tavya? There was a certain hunter, the Atal Leberash Galuta. He came to the house of the Ektelark that did be Yom Tov. He basically, he, um, this guy came and he brought a, uh, uh, he brought a, uh, I'm sorry, it's not talking about the person, it's talking about the thing that was caught, right? He brought certain game. There was like, a, right, there was like a deer or some kind of a, some kind of a uh, hunted thing. The Bar Tavya is not the person. Um, it's uh, right. It's talking about the the deer that came to the house of the rich that non-Jews had trapped it on the first day of Yom Tov. Shel galuyot because the Galuta lived in Bavel, so they had two days of Yom Tov. So what happened was that the first day, this bartavia, this thing that was caught by a hunter, which is a term for a, some deer or something, 
okay, was slaughtered on the second day of Yom Tov. So non-Jews caught it on the first day. And now we're, we want to we want to eat on second day. Rav Nachman Rav Chizda Achlu. Rav Nachman Rav Chizda said, "Fine. So if it was caught yesterday, so you have the same kind of a logic as Rabbi Yehuda. If yesterday was Yom Tov, okay, it was done already. So today is already Chol. So what's the problem? We're, we're eating it now, a day later. What's the problem? But so non-Jews caught. Um, if they did it for Jews, right? I assume they did it for Jews. So if right, so if they if they caught it." Yesterday, and today I want to eat it. So if it was yesterday, it was Yom Tov. So they caught it on Yom Tov. True, but now it's already the second day of Yom Tov. Maybe it's not Yom Tov anymore, and so we can eat it. If yesterday was Chol, so they caught it on Chol. So what's the problem? So either way, it's fine. Right? By the second day, either way, it's fine. So they ate. Rav Sheshet lo achal. Rav Sheshet would not eat. Amar Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said, Ma'avidle lo Rav Sheshet. What are we going to do with Rav Sheshet? He doesn't want to eat the venison. You know, what's his problem? He doesn't want to eat the meat. He said, how can I do it? The Tane Isi, because Isi taught, Isi Tane, why that's important, what the order of the words Tane Isi, or Isi Tane, I have no idea. But either way, two different versions of how he reported it. The Rabbi Yossi said, you can't play around, even with the second, the two days of Galuyot, you can't say one is real and one is not real. They're both real. And therefore, if it hap- it's one long Kiddushah, so Amar Ravarava says, Oh my kushe, what's the problem? Maybe this is what Rabbi Yossi meant. Is Not to be Rabbi strict. Yossi same person? Is he Rabbi Yossi? What do you mean? Is he somebody else? Right? Isi is reporting it. He taught the Brita that has Rabbi Yossi in it. What? How did he get a question wrong? Oh, that's weird. That's not usually what Va'amre La means. Va'amre La means there is a alternate version. I don't know what Rabbi Archibald was thinking. But um, anyway, Maybe Rabbi Yossi was only strict about the two days of Rosh Hashanah in the Galut, not the two days of every Yom Tov. Maybe it doesn't mean every Yom Tov. Maybe other Yom Tovim, Rabbi Yossi is lenient. And he says that you can... Treat one as a doubt. They're both doubtful. Says Iachi, if that's true, shel galuyot. Then why does the Brita says say galuyot? Yom Tov shel galuyot means the second day of Yom Tov across the board. It doesn't mean a specific Yom Tov. It should say bagolami baile. It should have said on Rosh Hashanah bagola in the diaspora, meaning that it's different in the diaspora than other places. Amarav Asi of Asi says umay kushia. What's the problem? Maybe it means that Rabbi Yossi was lenient. He was saying that I treat the other Yamim Tovim the way that you guys treat Rosh Hashanah. You guys treat Rosh Hashanah as one day is real, one day isn't, and we don't know which is which, and therefore you consider it a safek and you play games with saying conditions and all that. I say that about the other Yamim Tovim, but not about Rosh Hashanah. Maybe that's what he meant. He didn't mean he's so strict that even, or even the other Yamim Tovim, he's strict, he meant that he's lenient on the other Yamim Tovim, the way that the rabbis are lenient on Rosh Hashanah. Ashkechei Rav Sheshet Rav Bar Shmuel. One time Rav Sheshet came to Rav Bar Shmuel, he was the one who wouldn't eat, right? Amar sure. Lehi said to him, Did you ever teach anything about the Kiddushot? You know, whether t- two days of Yom Tov is one, two, any, any ideas there? Amar Lehi, we learned. We learned, Rabbi Yossi agrees. 
when it comes to the two days of Yom Tov. Not that he's strict. Not Oser Hayarabiyosi. Modeh Hayarabiyosi. Meaning that when it, on, the day, on the two days of any other Yom Tov, Rabiyosi is lenient. Only Rosh Hashanah is strict. Now Rav Sheshet feels really bad. Because he didn't eat that delicious meat. No, no, because he's embarrassed, maybe. Because he made a mistake, whatever. Right, so he said, He said, if you see my, my colleagues, you know, don't, don't say anything to them about that bright eye. You know, forget that I asked you. Because I, I don't want them to know that I didn't know that. Okay. Ravashi says, I heard the story differently. That it wasn't an issue of an animal that was caught on the first day and slaughtered on the second day like you guys. Amemar told me a different version. That It wasn't that this deer was caught on the first day of Yom Tov. It came from outside the Tchum on that very day. Not on a different day. Not on Yom Tov, Rishon Yom Tov, Shini. It had nothing to do with that in the story. They brought it from outside the Tchum um, on that day. Now obviously something normally if someone comes outside the Tchum you can't handle it on, on Shabbat or Yom Tov. You have to wait till after. But this came and... It doesn't matter. Okay, no. So therefore, so 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 one hell that if it comes for one Jew, anyone else can do it. In other words, if somebody brings something from outside the tchum for me, I can't handle it. Even if they're not Jewish, I can't handle it. But another Jew can. So since it wasn't brought for Rav Sheshet or, or since it was brought for uh, one of the other rabbis, um, they said, uh, well, we can eat it because it wasn't brought here for us. So it's okay. However, Rav Sheshet didn't want to eat. And the other one said, no, anything delivered to this house, to this Resh Galuta, who is like the head of the community, it's like it was for every Jew, because maybe he's having a banquet for everyone. So therefore, um, so therefore I, I consider that it was brought for me, and that's why Rav Sheshet wouldn't eat, because he said, I consider like it was brought for me. But what about the story about Rav Sheshet, that he saw Rav Shmuel and he asked him, do you know anything about this? And he told him that, you know, and he was embarrassed. He said, that story didn't happen. Fake story, fake news. It was fake news, right? Even back then they had fake news. That was the fake news. Okay, now, how there was a certain turnip that got delivered to Mechoza. So what they used to do was that the non-Jewish Jewish merchants would come and they would sell to the Jews on Yom Tov on credit, which is okay. There's actually a guy in the, in the old city, when you're coming out of the Kotel, yeah. there's an Arab guy that he has a shop and he'll let you take things if he recognizes you, like, let the Jews take things on Shabbat and, and he'll, you pay him after. So, um, oh, we went there. You can ask your son. We went there on Shabbat. We went with Emil to the, to the store and we, we, we got like, we, they need paper towels or something. I don't remember what it was. Napkins, whatever. For, you know, for Shabbat. So they went in and he, he, yeah. So the point is they're allowed to give on credit. Okay? Certain conditions. But he saw that the turnips were mold, not moldy, um, like withered, like, uh, like not fresh. So, he allowed them to take it. The question was, if they brought it from outside the tchum, so for the Jews, to give to the Jews, they wouldn't have been able to partake of it. But since he saw that it was already like not so fresh, so obviously they didn't just bring it today. It's obviously been here for a while. And it was okay. He said, they definitely picked this yesterday. Right? So uh, meaning it, 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 this was not done today. Okay? So it could be though that it came from the outside tchum today. So in other words, all that you could tell from the fact that it's already not fresh is that it wasn't picked today. That's true. But what about the fact that it might have come up from outside tchum? Maybe we'll say it came from outside the tchum. You know, just because they brought it for one Jew doesn't mean it's for every Jew. 
Right? So, uh, right. So, so, meaning something that is for one Jew, another Jew is allowed, something that came from outside the Tchum for one Jew uh, cannot, uh, can be used by another Jew, just not by that Jew that it was the address. But, and this non Jewish merchant didn't actually bring the, these turnips to sell to Jews. He came to sell it to non Jews. Right? But the Jews go and they buy it on credit from him on Yom Tov. But really it was for the non-Jews. So therefore, it, if, it definitely wasn't picked today. Because normally if a, if a non-Jew does a mlacha, having in mind the Jew, you have to wait the amount of time that it takes after the Yom Tov or after the Shabbat in order to benefit from it. So you don't have that problem because he, it was picked yesterday anyway, even if he had Jews in mind. And here, even if he had some Jews in mind, mainly he's coming to bring it for non-Jews. So you don't have to worry about getting it from him. But kevan de asalu. But then he saw that they started increasing their supply. They started bringing a lot more for the Jews only on Yom Tov. When they would come to bring on Yom Tov, they'd bring a, hundred, a thousand turnips instead of 500. So then he realized those were coming just for the Jews. And therefore he said, you can't buy it anymore because they're actually bringing it from outside the Tchum for the Jews in particular. And that wouldn't be good. Now it says, There were, there were uh, certain like gardeners that cut myrtle branches on Yom Tov Sheni. Ravina allowed people to buy it and smell it and use it right away, right after Yom Tov. The master should prohibit it because the people here are not such knowledgeable people and they're going to make a mistake if you allow them to benefit from these malachot right after Shabbat. So uh, they're not going to understand the exact reason uh, why it's allowed. And they'll think maybe the second day of Yom Tov is not so important. Maybe the second day of Yom Tov is not so, so serious because right afterwards you're allowed to benefit from the blachad that the people are doing. So Rav Shemaya objected. Are you telling me that the only reason why we should prohibit it is because the people are not Tamidei Chachamim? Forget about that. Even Tamidei Chachamim, how can they benefit from it? You need You need to wait the amount of time it would have taken for them to be done. That's the general rule. If you have somebody who bakes something, let's say, for example, uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Okay? So Dunkin' Donuts, let's say, assumes they have Jewish clientele, the majority. Let's, I'm just assuming. Maybe I'm wrong, but let's say the majority is Jewish. So when they, if they bake something on Shabbat, since they're allowed to, it's not Jewish owned. So you go in there, the second Shabbat is over, it would be a problem. You have to wait the amount of time it would take for that item to be baked after Shabbat. It doesn't take that long to bake. Maybe it takes 20 minutes to bake a donut. I don't know, but you'd have to wait that amount of time. It's called So he said, you're right. You do need to wait at least that minimum amount of time the amount of time it would take for the melacha to be done. And that's generally true. Anytime a non-Jew does melacha for a Jew, if a non-Jew does melacha for himself, let's say, for example, a non-Jew goes and he cooks a thing of water on Shabbat and then he leaves it and he leaves the leftover of the water and it's hot. You say, hey, I want to make myself a, a coffee from that. The non-Jew didn't even know you're there. He doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't know you and he just left it. So you can go take it. It's no problem. But if he made it for you or for Jewish people in general, then he would have to wait the amount of time that it would take after Shabbat for that melacha to be done. The idea is that you don't benefit from the fact it was done on Shabbat. Because you, if you would have had to do it after Shabbat, you would have had to, it would have taken you a certain amount of time. In other words, you want to benefit from it. Um, you can't benefit from it on Shabbat itself, of course. But even after Shabbat, you have to make sure that you're not benefiting from the time that you gained from it being done on Shabbat. So that's why you wait the amount of time it would have taken. 
Now, there's an issue, people always ask me about packages that are delivered on Shabbat and Yom Tov and what the issue is with that. So if the package is not muktzeh, if the package doesn't, you know, contains something that's allowed to be handled on Shabbat or Yom Tov, so hypothetically, it wouldn't be an issue of muktzeh, of handling something that's prohibited. The issue is tchum, actually. If the item came, let's say from the city on that day, see, if the item came to your local distribution center, which is right here, maybe if it's within the tchum, I'm not sure where it is. If it was before Shabbat in a local warehouse that's within the tchum, which I, I'm not sure exactly where, where that would be, but like some, now you can track packages. You can know that it's nearby. Let's say it's at the post office here. Yeah. Okay, so the, and then it just comes to you on Shabbat or Yom Tov. That wouldn't be an issue. But if it came from outside, if they brought it from, uh, from the city <clears throat> or somewhere else on, Yom, on Shabbat or Yom Tov on that day, then it would be a problem. So that's, that's an issue of tchum. You just wait till after Shabbat or Yom Tov. Yeah, you, you, after Shabbat or Yom Tov, you would just wait like the, uh, uh, you know, a few minutes, I guess, or the amount of time that it would take for, uh, for the item to get to be delivered on, on however long that is. You, could, uh, you don't have to, you can guesstimate, I guess, and then, and then take it. But if it is in the 